everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Multiversity Manga Club. This is your host, Emily, and this month we have a bit of a different show for you guys. Um, since both Walter and Zach were not available to record, we have on instead Brian and Vince from DC3Cast. How are you guys doing? I'm letting you talk, Vince. I, I always do all the talking. So you... <laughs> um, I, I, I'm doing great. I, I, I just wanted to say... Uh... Uh, American comics, don't read this. <laughs> Japanese manga, hello. <laughs> uh, we're doing well, Emily. Thank you for having us on the show. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Are you guys excited to talk about the uh, the bat manga? I know I am. It yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting, yeah. I, I was thinking about this before because, uh, and we'll get to this in a minute, but Emily, mm-hmm. you have read way more manga than Western comics. And yeah. I have read way more Western comics than manga. So Vince is kind of in the middle here. So I, I feel like he's going to have an interesting perspective on this book that's going to be different than, than yours or yeah. mine. So I'm really Definitely. interested to hear how we all come around, come down on this. Or a really sure. uninteresting middle of the road. <laughs> that <laughs> no. is a possibility. No, I'm sure it'll be good. Um, but before we do that, do you guys want to talk real quickly about what your experience is with manga? I mean, you kind of – or do you want to get into it more or – yeah, uh, Vince, why don't you start us off here? Sure. So um, <clears throat> I have been – it's funny. Um, American comics are something that I've read since I was a young lad, and I've, <laughs> only, I've only dropped off like one time where I couldn't afford to, to read comics regularly. Manga is something that um, – uh, again, I've, I've been reading since I was in short pants um, – uh like i like i remember when the the like phone book style uh shonen jump used to come to my local barnes and noble i I don't remember how old i was i was i was a kid you know junior high or maybe late middle school and i'd pick them up um because i was super into like dragon ball and things like that from tv um but it's something that i've it's something that i've gone in and out of many times throughout my life since then you know so uh, I used to read it when I was a kid then I dropped off for a while and then you know the digital stuff started coming and I started checking that out and then I drift away and then I'd come back and now and right now I'm in a period where I'm kind of back you know right um and and so that that's kind of my relationship with it so I, I would say I'm I'm really familiar with the medium um but I'm I'm not a consistent reader, I would say. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, when I became editor of Multiversity, one of my goals was to sort of expand the content that the site covered, and mm-hmm. I convinced Zach to start the Manga Club so we could have some manga coverage, and I told him that if he started writing about manga, I would start reading manga. <laughs> so I, I've only been reading manga for a few years, and I'm really – I am not a, a, a regular reader. And that's not for lack of enjoyment. It's right. just that I, I have two small kids and uh, a full-time job. Zach and Vince. Zach and Vince, yeah. <laughs> Those are my podcast babies. But, uh, you know, so I, I have read like um, – I've read a couple of volumes of One Piece – I've read uh, Jocko the Galactic Patrolman. Uh, I have dabbled with a couple other things, but those are the sort of the big two that I that I really enjoy. And uh, and now I've read the first volume of the Jiro Kawada Bat manga, so I'm excited to talk about it. 
Yeah, and I guess we when Zach and I were talking about and and you Brian, you you chipped in too. It was like, well, how can we combine the topics of DC3 cast and the manga cat and the manga club? So it's like, well, how about a manga about Batman? <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, do we do do we just want to jump right into this? Sure. I I really want to hear what you thought about this. So why don't you start us off? Sure. Um so I mentioned this on the last episode, but so basically my main exposure to Batman is the animated series. That's pretty much it. Um, And the Christopher Nolan movies, but mostly the animated series. So, I mean, I got a pretty good background from that, but I haven't really read that much Batman. Um, So like jumping right into this was a bit strange because it is a lot different from the animated series Batman, like for one, the first thing I noticed was that like, it's very like science focused, which I guess is kind of just a, uh, like an artifact of it being a manga since like a lot of early manga was, was, was like had sci-fi as a, as a theme. It was also um, this period of Batman got very sci-fi in the, in the comics, yeah. not, not so much in the, in the, uh, like TV show or anything, but this period of late sixties Batman comics is very sci-fi heavy. Yeah, and feel free to, you know, to um, hop in if I misspeak or something. Cause, <laughs> sure. Because I, yeah, I, I don't know much about the history of, of Batman. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was very silly. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, where to even, Death Man was the very first chapter, and that, I thought it was pretty great. Um, and something something that Walter told me, and he's a huge Batman fan, was that Lord Deathman was actually used, I think, in a later Batman story by Warren Ellis. Am I right? Uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. But like 10 she... years ago, not even. Like it was, oh. you know, he was, uh, he was sort of brought back. Vince, am I right? Like 10 years ago? Was it yeah. right, right around RIP? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was right in the middle of that. It was actually it was during Incorporated, I think. Oh, you're right. Yeah, same same era, you know, mm-hmm. same run on right. Batman. Um, yeah, and man, what a villain to start out with for this thing. <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> he's he is fantastic. Like <laughs> he does I mean, some, like crazy stuff. He's he's like kind of menacing, but also very silly. It's yeah. yeah. This and also, I was gonna say this whole manga kind of has the feel of those, you know, the the live action Batman. It's very like gasp, like yeah. you know, or shucks, Batman. You know, it's very like tame and silly, I guess. Um, but at the same time, there'll be like these kind of menacing characters, like Lord Deathman, who I really wasn't expecting his power to be like yoga breathing techniques, but <laughs> but. <laughs> was pretty great. Oh, and he drives a her. Yeah. So. <laughs> right off the bat, my favorite thing about this, beyond, I mean, there's a lot I liked about this, but my favorite thing about this is how, with the exception of one scene, if Robin is not in costume, he's in a tuxedo. <laughs> I just love the fact that, like, you know, in this world, Bruce and Dick are hanging out, and Dick is always in a tuxedo. I love that so much. It's uh, <laughs> it's just great. Yeah, um, that's uh, it. Really yeah. is. 
it really is like it is totally like '60s Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. If if it were played more straight, you know, um, yeah, like the yeah, I this is very silly. I wouldn't say that it's campy, you know. No, it feels pretty sincere. I guess I I don't know if that's the word, but yeah, it feels like very more matter of fact i guess like it's not trying to be funny in that way yeah that was the sense i got it it just kind of is because of how absurd some of these villains are um the man yeah. the man who lost his face or so or the man <laughs> the, man the man who, who decided quit, the man who quit being human the man who quit being yeah human. that was yeah. that was great i was gonna change my twitter handle to that <laughs> <laughs> oh you know who among us has <laughs> not... not wanted I just want to stop being human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was also I, I find it interesting that two of the uh, other five villains be in this first volume, um, something like yeah, that, right? I think so. Two, yeah. uh, six. Two of the six are their powers are purely derived from having access to metal alloys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like hey. it's just such a yeah. such a specific thing to to double down on. That's gonna yeah. fact. That's gonna factor into Scott Snyder's DC metal. It probably will. Uh, so Emily has no idea what we're talking about. Trust me, that was topical and funny. Um, but yeah, it's all good. yeah. Uh, I you know so like I said, I've I have read quite a bit of Batman in my day, and there were parts of this that felt very much akin to sort of Silver Age '60s Batman stuff. Uh, and then there were parts of it that I feel like, and I don't know if this is just a difference between like Western comics and manga or specifically to Kuwata's writing or whatever. I feel like death was way more a part of this than Batman yeah. stories of the of the time. Like there was just a lot of matter of fact conversation about death and, uh, yeah. you know, and it, that, that kind of struck me. And I wasn't sure, like I said, if that was a Kuwata thing or if that was a... Just uh, this period of manga thing. Yeah, I really don't know. I noticed that too, though. It was like, like especially in the very last story, that was kind of a more yeah prominent theme. Yeah, how he's like, so Batman, I'm going to give you this laser that can melt anything. And if the yeah. slightest thing goes wrong, just melt me, dude. You know? I, liked, I just, I just kind of liked how random... It, it was just like, oh, by the way, this governor is the first person to ever exhibit any mutant genes or whatever. <laughs> and um, by the way, like when he mutates, they all just become evil. And uh, because he became evil, we just have to extrapolate from that that every single person with mutant genes will become an evil, like authoritarian mutant so yeah <laughs> and then the government essentially is like we gotta kill this girl because yeah. she might because she has the capacity for evil within her so let's just <laughs> let's just lay her out right now basically yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so emily you know a lot of manga certainly does get silly mm-hmm. but did this feel like particularly silly to you um no not really i think i'm honestly immune <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, I can recognize, I'm like, oh, well, Lord Deathman is, is kind of silly, but silly in, like, an awesome way. You know, it didn't, it never, I, I never mean in this sense when I'm talking about the, the bat manga, like, silly in a pejorative sense. Um, it, I mean, I guess it does feel a little different just because it's pretty far removed stylistically, um, also from 
even from manga today even i mean you can definitely tell it's manga and not american comics i guess if you i mean if you're somewhat familiar with manga um so yeah no it never it never struck me as like too silly or anything it definitely but like i said it definitely had that flair of the like adam west batman yeah um. uh just talking about the art a little bit mm-hmm. um i thought the I, now i haven't i haven't read a lot of very old manga mm-hmm. um but one thing i noted was that the you know aside from reading right to left the layouts were were pretty uniform there wasn't a lot of like playing outside the boxes you know it was a lot of just square boxes and yeah you know panel to panel type thing um very straightforward art not a whole lot of like big wacky sound effects and and uh, no and big exaggerated faces or things like that and i think that that's i if, i would guess that that's probably a product of the time i think so yeah also, and I mean, I guess maybe also, and this is just me speculating, but because it is started as an American property, I mean, maybe he didn't want to, you know, get too far away from that. But yeah, you're you're right too. Like, I don't think at this time, in manga generally, um, that that was kind of a a thing, like the big um, exaggerated expressions and things like that. I don't think that was common till later. Sure. Yeah. And I think. Um... I think as far as like the the actual art style as well, um, like you said, you can definitely tell it's manga, especially when when anyone has their costumes off. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um, but but I think like at the same time, you could you you could totally see this being published. I mean, it's it's accessible for people who are used to American comics mm-hmm. as well. Um, there's the, the style is not like outlandish or anything. It actually, the designs of Batman with kind of the shortish ears, um, it kind of reminded me of, um, uh, there's some stories from, I think, the 60s. There's like that story where there's the rainbow Batman. Yes. Brian, you know, (laughs) like the design, the design of Batman looks like, and the build looks remarkably close to the Batman of that era. Absolutely. Um, And, you know... uh, uh, I'm 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 blanking on his name, but the the the, the who's been drawing um, Batman in the Shadow right now? Riley Rosmo. Oh God, yeah, Riley Rosmo. Like this totally looks like a Riley Rosmo Batman too. Yeah, that's a that's an <laughs> excellent call, actually. Uh, yeah, I thought that the uh, you know, like you guys said, it is unmistakably manga in certain parts, but there but there is a really strong undercurrent between what was happening in Batman comics at the time and what's happening here. And I think that it's kind of amazing that the DC waited so long to publish this. You know, it, it's not that hard to translate a manga to, to English, right? You know, things are translated yeah. every day. I don't know why it took, you know, 35 or 40 years, whatever it was, before, yeah. the, first, uh, before the first volume was translated. And I think that there's a real elegant simplicity to a lot of Kawada's artwork that just totally works. There's, there's one sequence in particular where Batman is, is doing like this insane maneuver where he, he's pulling out a table and then using it as a shield. And yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where in, in just slightly lesser hands, it would have been totally impossible to see what he was doing. 
but be, but Kawada lays everything out so well. He's a really talented sequential artist, and it really really flows nicely. And I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed some of these stories, you know, <laughs> on on multiple levels. Um, now he, he, here is a, a manga specific question for you guys. Sure. There were certain pages that were in color, and they weren't necessarily the first pages of a chapter. Is that common in manga to have like one page pop in um, color, or is that something different altogether? This is the first time I've seen. So sometimes they will have like you're right, like the first few pages in color um, for like a new series or like a special issue of a continuing series. Sometimes they'll have like the uh, like the cover of the issue or the first few pages. Um, but yeah, I, I also noticed that some of them were just colored in the middle, and I honestly don't know why. Okay. <laughs> I actually, I, I was gonna say, I really loved the coloring. It was very subtle, mm-hmm. and it really popped, and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. Though honestly, like I, you know, uh, we're pretty used to reading manga mostly in black and white. Yeah. So that works too. But yeah, it was, it was a nice, a nice treat when it was, when it was colored for a few of these. It looked good. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually curious. Do you guys know if? Any of these other characters have been used in anything else that we see here? I, I I know Lord Deathman, but I don't know about the others. <laughs> I honestly don't recall any of them, and and I was going to, so I don't I don't think so. I I'd bet money that none of the other ones have. Um, yeah. I kind of the flip side of that. I was going to point out that um, it's interesting that this this first volume, which contains like. Uh, what is it? Six, six, seven, or eight chapters, something like that. Six mm-hmm. different stories with with each story is like, at least three chapters. Sure. Right. So yeah, it's interesting that you know Batman has one of the biggest, deepest rogues galleries in superhero comics, and not a single one of his villains in this book is are any of those. You know, and, and right. not only that, he also has one of the oldest rogues galleries. With the exception of a few characters like maybe Bane, most were around at this point. It wasn't like mm-hmm. there was only four or five villains. Batman probably had two dozen solid villains by 1965. Yeah, so absolutely. It is really I mean, odd. They were, yeah, most of them were in that TV show, you know, and um, yeah, that would have been that would have been the right era. Um, but but to answer your question. Or well, I, I kind of did answer the question, sorry, <laughs> Emily. But That's okay. uh, but but because you asked it, I would love to see some of these characters like yeah. get given sort of, you know, maybe play some of them straight and play some of them a little cheeky. Like totally. I don't know how you yeah. I don't know how you could do uh, the man who decided to not be human anymore <laughs> or whatever it is without without making a joke out of it. You or know? the human but, ball. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> human ball. They just started calling him Ball. I know. I love that. <laughs> They're like, not this time, Ball. Yeah. The human ball is uh, Michael Sarah in Arrested Development whenever someone tosses something at yeah. him. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't thought about that in so long. <laughs> There's a great panel where Batman has his arm straight in the air, almost Sig Heiling, saying, human ball, halt. <laughs> They have to know how funny that is, right? They have to. I mean, I don't know. It's so I, good, though. Yeah, I liked the gorilla story, too. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. 
That was that's like dangerously close to Gorilla Grodd, who's a uh, Flash villain, who's <laughs> like who who's a telekinetic genius essentially. Um, but this I, I did want to say about the human gorilla. I think it's the human gorilla store. I mean the gorilla. Is it Professor uh, let Gorilla? Me see. What's uh, the name? Um, shoot, I just I just flipped past it. Yeah, uh, yeah the Revenge of Professor Gorilla. I believe yep. this is the one where in between chapters the look of the one character completely changes. Um. <laughs> Where is it? Is uh, it this one? Which character? The the guy who's knocked out, who becomes the, the who, be, who becomes controlled, but yeah, the professor. Like uh, in one chapter, it's the last page. You see him like lying on a, uh, a hospital bed or something. And in the next chapter, he looks totally different. I don't know if it's huh. it was, it's one of the chat. Uh, hang on, let me see. No, I, maybe it's a different character then. But in one of these, the the, the character is, looks completely different uh, chapter to chapter. I should have marked that down. That's funny. My apologies. Um, it might have been Doctor Faceless actually, and it wasn't because they changed his face. Um, right, and that one kind of had a like a plot twist where <laughs> the guy you thought had his face burned off didn't, and I, I kind of forget the details, but yeah, like basically what I remember is that like the whole thing was like since his face is gone, he's going to remove the faces from everything. <laughs> yeah, which was <laughs> <laughs> wow, how evil. Um, it's twisted. It is twisted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this guy should have been in suicide, or uh, this guy should have had an appearance in Suicide Squad. So yeah, I don't care how. Uh, Jared Jared Leto in dual roles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I felt like that was the one moment in the in the comic in the manga rather that was really like '60s telegraphed. Like, no, yeah. you have the story all wrong, Batman. It is truly I. And like this, this like long, boring explanation of what was actually going on, you know, like a James yeah. Bond situation there. Yeah, I was okay with him just being upset that that everything else had a face and he didn't. Exactly. I was okay with that. I wanted to wipe out but... clock faces next. <laughs> what was that? I wanted to wipe out clock faces next. No one <laughs> yeah. could tell time was I have no face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was super fun. Uh, I I am I am going to legitimately buy the next two volumes. I think. How many are there? So there are... there's at least three, right, Vince? There's three right now. Yeah, and I think I think that might be it. I think hmm. that encompasses everything. Everything he did. I think so. Huh. Yeah, that's funny that he never. I don't know. I guess for some reason I just assumed he was. It says he was commissioned to write some Batman. I guess I just assumed along with that he was going to just make some new characters. But I, I guess there's no reason why he couldn't have had, like, you know, Joker or somebody else, Riddler. Yeah. No, he I just... Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if in the later volumes they ever do... I got him on my shelf. I could look. But, um, you know, maybe in the later volumes some familiar villains do show up. I don't know. Yeah. I could have done that research ahead of time, I guess. <laughs> I, I wonder if it was just that there was, uh, I mean, you know, obviously this is a very cliched sort of maybe ignorant statement to make, but I feel like so much Japanese media in the 30 or so years after World War II was so obsessed with technology and specifically nuclear technology right. that, that I wonder if it was just they were looking at these characters and thinking, well, our audiences aren't going to necessarily relate to to right. the Joker or Catwoman or whatever it would be, but but these more scientifically based characters would be would just you know 
get people more interested. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Emily, do you have any interest to read more of this, or were you happy with the one volume and that's good? Um, I think I'm good with what we have now. I'm not against it, but I don't think I'm going to seek it out, like, uh, you know, with or, uh, you know, uh, obsessively for, like, my next read. Um, maybe if I, you know, just feel like diving into something silly and fun again. Um, but I think, like, this... The good thing about this one volume was that I definitely feel like I got a really good sense for what his Batman is like. I, you know, I can't imagine it changing too much. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this is... Uh, Jiro Kawada's version of Batman, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not bad or anything, but it's like, yeah, this 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 characterizes him pretty well, I think. So, not to uh, not to turn this into uh, the DC three cast by any means, but <laughs> did this give you any more desire to read a Batman comic? Not a Kawada manga, oh, but yeah. a Batman comic. Yeah, for sure, I would definitely like to. I guess read more. I guess more recent Batman. I, I, you know, with, with many of these superhero series, I don't really know where to start though. I could always go to you guys or Walter. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, it, it, it's interesting. Exactly. It's interesting because <laughs> we're going to talk about some very long running mangas in a little bit. And I feel like in some ways it's just as daunting to jump into like one piece as mm. it is to jump into a Batman comic. Although, I feel like Western comics are way more obsessed with the quote new reader. So there's mm-hmm. always pathways yeah. in. Whereas I feel like if you pick up volume 19 of one piece, you're not going to know what the fuck's going on for a while. Well, to <laughs> that, I would say though, that the, uh, so this is just my perception looking in at, at superhero series that I haven't started. And I'm not saying like, I, I know there are ways to get into them and, and they are accessible. Um, but I feel like, I mean, the main barrier for a lot of these shonen series is that they're just very long. You don't, but you don't have to like seek out a certain run and then read that before this one or whatever. You just have to start at the beginning, which I think makes it a little less daunting, but I, I, I totally get it. Like most people don't have the time or, you know, just interest to start reading like a 800, 900 long, 900 chapter long series. Um, Whereas to me, the thing that's daunting about Batman is like, well, where do I start? <laughs> you know, or any other uh, popular superhero series. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the main thing with manga, I guess, is just length. But you don't really have to go searching around like the... I, I don't... Yeah, you're right. I don't know that with a lot of long-running manga, there's there's like a good jumping on point. Um as there is with like superhero stuff. We've, we've but... talked a lot on our podcast about how jumping on points are kind of bullshit. How mm-hmm. like you you know if you want to start reading something, you start reading it, and then you do what every other person does, and you go to Wikipedia or you ask your friend or you right. do whatever. Like you know, it's not like if you didn't read every single issue of a comic, will you not understand it? There's plenty of right. comics that I know what happened because a friend told me what happened, you know? So as long as you have like a base amount of knowledge and you don't mind asking questions, I think any comic sure. can be a jumping on point. Sure. And I feel like, and, and I don't mean to imply that like, I, I don't mind reading something and not getting every single reference or character, just as long as I can get the basic story. And I'm sure a lot of stories, a lot of superhero stories do that. 
my thing is just like just my understanding of some stories it's like well this has a weird continuity so you might want to read this before this kind of thing and right my understanding is batman isn't really like that um as much as maybe some other series but i don't know too much about it so <laughs> <laughs> vince anything else to add about this book um no this was this was enjoyable i mean it 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 follows a formula, but I feel like, you know, I feel like I could pull this out and and read a story once in a while and, and it would be a little a breeze and and yeah, it was nice. I liked it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So no no last comments, we good? <laughs> we we did it. Got it. Okay, well oh, we're gonna uh... I do I do have one comment. I looked it up. He gets to use Clayface in a future volume. So oh, he does. A, okay. Does? Yeah, yeah. So there is there is a Batman villain that he gets to use. Oh, that's that's the only one I could identify. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> he's the best. Oh, Clayface. He's a he's a shapeshifter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did he also fall into like some kind of acid bat and? Probably. I was gonna say probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like how half of the Batman villains happened? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either okay. shitty parents or chemicals. Sometimes both. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Two-Face, Joker, uh, Riddler. I'm, I'm not actually sure what his backstory is, but... He yeah. likes riddles. <laughs> A little too much. Simple enough. Okay, well, um, I guess we're going to take a quick break now and then when we come back we will talk about the last month in weekly shonen jump hi i'm paul the host of the comic syllabus podcast a weekly show on the multiversity network of podcasts we read widely and we dig deep bringing different analytical approaches to our study and appreciation of the wide variety of comics out there along with comics teachers critics and creators we do close readings of classic and current exemplars of the medium and we invite you to join us every Tuesday here at multiversitycomics.com. So let's dig deep. All right, and we are back to talk about the last month in Shonen Jump, uh, which should be interesting because, from what I understand, Vince keeps up with a couple of the series, but Brian, you have just read one of the issues from this month, is that right? Yes, I, uh, I felt <laughs> I had to read something to get to get myself uh, onto the show, <laughs> but I, uh, so I read the entirety of the June... Uh, twelfth, I believe, installment of Weekly yeah. Shonen Jump. So that was I, I wanted to read the first chapter of something, and mm-hmm. the idea of a sports manga tickles me. So <laughs> I, I thought I wanted to to start with that. So that's where I started cool. from. But you know what? I, what I'm what I decided I'm going to do is I'm going to let you guys do most of this, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to jump in about every series I read and sure. make some bullshit comment. So sure. <laughs> um, Vince, is there anyone you want to start with or have like? you know, deep commentary about that you want to share or, uh, well, I just, <laughs> I just reviewed for the website. I reviewed, uh, Shudan, which is a jumpstart title that I think is three, three mm-hmm. issues in by this point. Yeah, that That's the aforementioned yes. soccer manga that I jumped in on. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I think that's interesting because, um, one thing that I pointed out in my review is that, like in American comics, I can, I can probably not name enough 
sports comics to fill up the five fingers on one hand, you know, <laughs> but I yeah. could name, I could name a couple dozen sports manga, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's a weird cultural difference. Yeah. And I, it's really charming to me. Like I, I'm very charmed by the idea that, that in Japan there's, you know, specific manga built around team sports and, and, um, you know, the drama they're in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think, I think that instantly gives a, a comic or a manga, uh, a different feel from the stuff that I usually read from America. Yeah. Um, but with this one, this is where I started to see like that the charm alone of the originality of the genre from my perspective is not enough to carry these anymore. Right. And this one in particular, well, well it wasn't bad. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing new said or done here. Like talk about a manga that sticks to its tropes. Right. Like to the letter. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about that, but then also what Brian has to say as somebody who, <laughs> who hasn't read a lot of sports manga in his, in his life, you know? Um, but yeah. you know, th- I mean, this starts out with the, the kid who's like your average everyday kid. He's a little whiny. He's got like one good skill. He's very fast. But other than that, he's like a pretty average player. He's kind of middle of the pack. Um, and then this like girl comes along and joins the team and, Oh my God, it's a girl. Like how could a girl play a sport? You know? Yeah. Um, and it just sticks to all these same tired tropes that we've, you know, it's not particularly funny. It's not, clever. No. It's, you know, <laughs> it just kind of is it's at the same, it's not offensive. Like there are some, no. you know, there's no fan service. There's no like weird. Yeah. Like just like, he he seems like an idiot for thinking that a girl can't play soccer. So like it's not, you know, yeah. he's clearly shown to be wrong, you know. Yeah. But, um, but it doesn't do anything interesting with any of that. Yeah, honestly, the only that was the only thing I thought was interesting was that the girl playing on their team was seemed to be like a big part of it, um, which you don't often see. Like, like I guess girls and guys playing on the same team in sports manga at least not that i can think of off the top of my head it's usually either all girls or all guys sure yeah yeah uh it's interesting vince that you were talking about sort of the tropes of sports manga i feel like this just had the tropes of every story i've ever read in my life like it wasn't <laughs> it was i didn't think like oh this reads very sports manga but i have no frame of reference but just right. like just like the boy not thinking the girl can play a sport the girl then being really good at the sport and making the boys look silly. Like it was basically like an eighties ski, like an eighties ski comedy that's set (laughs) in a, uh, in a Japanese, you know, soccer team. Uh, I will say, I told Walter this earlier today uh, over, over G chat, but like, so there's this very, um, there's this very like pervasive thing that I think is, is definitely different. Maybe even for, you guys, you guys are both a couple years younger than I am. I feel like when I was growing up, the implication was that manga is is like way overly sexualized, and I right. feel I feel like that's just like people see you reading a manga and they're just like, oh, that's a weird sex comic. Um, I don't think that's <laughs> that's true. I think that's just sort of the uh, the right. opinion that's there. However, I will say I think it was like three pages 
into this comic, you see the main character's mom and her butt's hanging out. Like, for no good reason. There is no reason why she should be showing off a little butt. But... Oh, I guess, I guess I didn't even pick up. I, didn't, I don't think I even noticed that either, actually. <laughs> see, you guys are so desensitized to it. <laughs> I, but, I, oh, my I, God, there it is. It's the first thing I said to Walt. I was like, whoop, three pages in already. <laughs> already an unnecessarily sexualized character. And a character uh-huh. that has nothing to do with the story, either. Like, the see, most tertiary character in the book, and her butt's hanging out. Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, well, at least it wasn't a little girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I can't. I honest, unfortunately, I can't even say about all of the comics in this in the Shonen Jump <laughs> anthology. Yeah, but I'm sure we will get to that later. Um, yeah, I don't particularly like this comic that much. Um, just like Vince and Brian said, it's just very tropey without really doing anything interesting at all, except for maybe like the girls gonna play on their team. But even then, it's like that just seems like it's gonna be generic too. Like, oh, they're gonna become friends, and then maybe almost date or something yeah yeah um also the art just doesn't stand it's very generic yeah it's just generic cutesy yeah Yeah. so because like after reading something like haiku which we all really liked um which haiku i mean i'm not gonna say it i mean everything has tropes you're gonna recognize to some degree but like haiku had like kind of an interesting cast and like um I don't know, we we just really like the flow and pacing of it, whereas this so far, I don't know, there's really nothing hooking me. I I guess I'll continue with it if it gets picked up, but I'm not super excited about it. Yeah. What well, the closing point that I kinda made in the in the um review that I did for for Multiversity is um that this is a book that if it if it didn't because it's a jump start. And if it if it's not voted to to make it into Weekly Shonen Jump, then no one will ever remember. Like nobody who read this will ever remember that it was a Jumpstart comic. Totally. But if it is, <laughs> if it if yeah, and if it is picked up, nobody will really be offended that it was picked up either. You know, it'll just be like right. eh, here it is. It's you know, kind of it's here. Yeah. Shrug. I guess I'll read it. I guess yeah. I'll continue with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Um, no, no. Let's see. How about... Did you... Vince, did you read Cross Account? <laughs> I... <laughs> um, I, I, I started reading it, and I, I have to admit, I gave up about halfway yeah. through. Because it was very clear what this was mm-hmm. from just the first few pages. Um, yeah, but I'd love to talk about it because I, I'm, I can't, it's, but what, what, what is the intended age group of <laughs> weekly Shonen Jump? Because I feel it's... like, I feel like when I was a kid and like Dragon Ball was in there and Yu-Gi-Oh and I don't even know what else. Um, I don't really remember. I feel like it was geared a lot more towards the Saturday morning cartoon crowd Whereas this is yeah. absolutely pushing the, it's pushing the standards at a certain point. Totally, yeah. I think, I mean, it's it's supposed to be towards like boys between like you know twelve and I guess like ten and fifteen. I want to say, but I think at this point they know that a lot of adults and also women and girls really like shonen series, especially One Piece. I'm pretty sure. 
One Piece is like, I don't want to say universally loved in Japan, but a lot of people, I think even adults, like, could at least tell you who their favorite One Piece character is. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, with, with stuff like Cross Account, it's like, it crosses this weird line into sexual innuendo and beyond that I'm just, I feel really uncomfortable reading it. And I'm just kind of like, why, why do you keep making stuff like this? Yeah, no, I mean, neither this... neither of you guys are currently reading uh, "We Never Learn." Right? Uh, no, nope, <laughs> no, no, no. I've okay. seen it. I've seen enough. So I, I, I read every everything in the <laughs> in the uh, issue that I said I would read, and um, I have been told that this is like the most ribald, yeah, thing out there. My issue had almost none of that. Uh, mm. What mine was, though, as I said this to Walter also, is that it was like an episode of Three's Company because <laughs> yeah. there, there, there's a teacher who I guess assigned this guy to be the tutor for these girls. That's that's sort of the, right. the premise of the book, right? Right. And so the whole time is just her naming these bizarre sexual things that happened and then him coming up with excuses for why they happened. So it's like, why were you in the locker room? With, with, why were you in the girls' locker room? And then one of the girls would burst in and be like, it's my fault. I tricked him to come in there. And so it was just like this this series of, of sexual situations and then excuses. Yeah. So there was nothing like – there was no like scantily clad character or whatever in there. But the whole time I was reading it, I was like, who the fuck is this for? Yeah. So so I, I echo your, your comments about that. I had no idea – what I was supposed to be taking from what I was reading. I have no answers. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like, I know these like these romantic comedies, I guess is comedy is kind of a generous term, at least in my opinion, but um, these are just popular. I guess I, I guess with kids of that age, I don't know. I would assume because you know, it's in, Shonen Jump and it, you know, it's been picked up and stuff. And I guess it's supposed to be like replacing Nisekoi, which I didn't read, but um, Walter said was actually pretty funny for what it was. I mean, it was, it was, you know, like kind of the same kind of uh, typical tropes you would see in, I guess, uh, manga romantic comedies, but um, it didn't have any of the weird grossness from what I understand that this one has. So... I don't know though. I honestly can't decide which one is. I want to say cross account is worse. Cross account uh, is worse. There's like this weird. Yeah. There's this weird like sexual harassy shaming. Uh, I didn't like that. What? <laughs> oh. oh God. They're like taking pictures of of like nude students and threatening to put them online or something like that. Yeah. And it's very. It's, oh, that ain't it, cool. Yeah, it's really weird because. I don't know. I guess it would be one thing if the, see the, the weird thing is like that bothered me too. But the other weird thing that I that somehow bothered me more was that this. So the manga is about this kid who is called like by his classmates Mister Harmless uh, because he's so nondescript. Like every single one of these <laughs> harem romantic comedy main characters, um, uh, and like basically he's just seen as as harmless and like I guess friend zoned by all the girls in his school. But like as he's walking by girls, um, you know, going to school, he'll like 
check out their panties and be like, actually, I'm not harmless. Like, and he kind of gets this like predatory uh, stalkerish. Like he's like, yeah, like, like, oh, I could be predatory. Uh, and I'm like, mm, uh, that's weird. I don't like that. I almost cause, cause I know the whole thing in the first chapter was him. Like the whole point of this girl getting like, <laughs> you know, her, I guess harassed is kind of a nice way to put it. Um, was for him to step in and save her, which is dumb and lazy writing anyway. Um, but yeah, just this whole undercurrent of like, well, actually, I am really creepy and pervy uh, deep down, too. I'm like, well, this guy, there's nothing to like about this character. Like, am I supposed to like this guy? I really don't. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, Vince, do you have anything else to add about this terrible <laughs> comic? No, no, I guess not. Other than, like, it seems really tone... I know they're letting the audience decide, you know, but it seems really tone deaf for... uh, Yeah, totally. ...for Viz to even put this in. Can I make a weird observation about that? Mm -hmm. So Uh, I'm one of the folks who run the Multiversity Twitter account, mm -hmm. and when a couple of times now when reviewing uh, We Never Learn... That is what it's called, right? We never. Mm-hmm. I, it sounds wrong because I'm coming out of my mouth. Um, but we uh, we've put like in the tweet, like you know, this week, you know, One Piece is batshit crazy, and we never learn is you know as inappropriate as always, whatever. And mm-hmm. twice now, the official Viz Twitter account has tweeted at us and been like, "We don't agree about We Never Learn." Like, has basically, I think I saw that too, and it's been like. Dude, like that—that's not a good look, no matter what. Like I know, you know, yeah. Just maybe, maybe you want to pump the brakes on that. Uh, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> totally so. agree. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have to run some of these, but yeah, I can't get. If I, it, it would be hard for me. <laughs> it would be really hard for me to promote something like that. But <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Um, but yeah, maybe we should talk about some series we actually enjoy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Vince, you're up to date on Food Wars, right? I am, yes. I yeah. love Food Wars. Oh, my yeah. God. So uh, it's kind of funny. And that's yeah, one that sorry. does get – sorry, sorry. I, I'm sorry I interrupted. Um, no, no, you're right. I, I think I think you're about to you're about to say what I'm going to say. is like it, it also gets raunchy, but okay. There's something different about – it does, but there's something different about it, I feel. Like, there's it's something... usually funny, and the raunchiness goes both ways a lot of the time. It does, um, yes. The, like, the, the dudes are just as nude as anyone else. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, and a lot of the, like... Because, basically, the, um... You know, these characters in this manga have, like, cooking competitions. And when they're trying each other's food, the food is so good that like their clothes explode (laughs) as they're trying it. Um, And so like, you know, there'll be like them trying the food and their face gets this like orgasmic expression. And then the next panel will be some totally ridiculous um, image of their clothes ripping off or, you know, some kind of crazy background image having to do with the food they're eating. Um, It's usually pretty funny. Like, there are some, I have seen some panels where the character, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's a little weird, but I guess, I guess yeah. Food Wars is kind of like the absolute limit of what I'm willing to accept and enjoy as far as that kind of thing goes. <laughs> I've I just agree. accepted yep. it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also what helps Food Wars is not, there's not really a pervy character in it. You know what I mean? There's, there are these like raunchy, usually funny images, but like there's not really a character kind of like in these, these uh, series we were just talking about that's like perverted and trying to stare at girls and stuff. Usually it's just these images that are supposed to be funny and there's not a character like perving on all the girls or whatever, yeah. which just helps it. Actually, I think, I, th- I mean, I'm sure there are times that- where this isn't the case. Yeah. But more more often than not, I feel like they just treat the whole uh, foodgasm experience as very matter of fact, and like, yeah. you know, they they usually come out of it just like, well, that happened, you know, and it's not like nobody nobody's, uh, you know, nobody's got the right. big sweat drop, and they're like, you know, like you said, staring all googly eyed yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's just kind of a stylistic touch more than anything. But you're right. You're right. right. It does push it. It pushes its luck sometimes. I agree. But, yeah, there are some where I'm like, mm. okay, <laughs> see, well, see, I was a little bit disappointed by the installment of Food Wars that I have read because I've heard great, no, no, because I've heard great things about it, but mine involved zero cooking. It was them mm. deciding who was going to be like, oh, face, sure. facing each other in the next round, and I was waiting for some good food stuff, and it just wasn't there. Well, yeah, the next, this, the next yeah. issue had that. Okay. Yeah. And I really, I really liked the issue that was just earlier this week. I thought it was really good. This is um, one series I do want to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this just so happens to be like in the middle of a um, of well, you know, a cooking competition. Um, and I think I think you just so happened to jump in on one that was more just kind of exposition and um, kind of setting things up. Yeah. Um, but this is a pretty big arc, and like I think the end of this is going to be probably like the highest stakes the series has had to this point. I haven't actually read the entire thing. I've read enough, though, to know pretty much what's going on all the time. Um, yeah. This is, like, the biggest tournament that they've been. Yeah. This is, this is, like, the big tournament, food tournament, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, this is, like, their NAMIC, I think. <laughs> They're going to be in this tournament for five years and um well okay i just mean i mean in terms of importance not in terms of length <laughs> oh okay i thought i thought you were yeah yep no no um yeah but but it it, it has been pretty good so far it's just it, it's been maybe a little bit <clears throat> i don't want to say slow but they're definitely <laughs> expositing a lot um yeah and just kind of working their way towards the ultimate showdown with this with this guy the head of the school um or the the new dean yep um i don't know when that's going to be hopefully sometime this year because <laughs> because with, as with manga this 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 whole arc started like two years ago i want to say um but yeah yeah food wars was was good this week this uh it, it this month contained one of my favorite uh uh, Food Wars had one of my favorite funniest moments that I've read in uh, in Shonen Jump in a while, which was when they <laughs> they revealed the secret ingredient of like the latest stage in this tournament that they're mm-hmm. doing, and it's it, it's an alligator. Yeah, and, and it's like it's a currently living alligator that was in a box, and it it's popping out of the box with this like big surprised like look at like. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like the, 
big surprised open mouth like smile on its face like here i am you know (laughs) yeah dude you're about to get killed and put into a dish you know yeah but just what happened (laughs) yeah and the way that it was drawn was just so funny to me (laughs) yeah i really like the arts the art of food wars it um it goes from like super realistic to i mean i mean he has his own style but like it's interesting how like all the food is pretty much like photorealistic most of the time Uh um and then you know the characters are doing like crazy stuff with the food and posing with it and stuff (laughs) um yeah yeah good stuff um brian i remember you mentioning earlier um before the show that there was a series you read you you pretty much even though you kind of jumped into this issue there was a series you read this month that you had no idea what was going on Yes. You want to share? <laughs> sure. Well, I, I, I decided I have to kind of give a little bit more of a caveat to that. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the series that I – so I, I had never read Black Clover before. Uh. And, like, I followed along with what was happening, but I had no idea who anybody was, what the stakes were. Like, you know, yeah. all of that was very hard. But <laughs> I have read, like, four or five volumes of One Piece – Mm-hmm. And yet, I had no idea what was happening in this installment of One Piece. There was <laughs> there was a giant mother, and the and there was a giant <laughs> father. But like, I don't know. I just I I'm so lost. <laughs> I always feel it's funny. I always feel really bad for for Zach because Walter and I. Zach's a little behind on. Well, by a little, I mean I guess a lot behind on. Ten one, years one, behind. Yeah. Hundreds only, of volumes. Only about like eight hundred chapters behind on One Piece. Um, <laughs> whereas Walter and I, Walter's read like I think. He's read enough to know what's going on in the current arc, basically. Um, whereas I've read all of it. Um, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah, I really, really like One Piece. Um, Me too, but I had no idea what's going here. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's it's crazy. I've mentioned this before, but it's crazy how fast I read all of it, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like every time we talk about it, I'm like, Zach, you must be wondering if we're just making stuff up because it's <laughs> like. You know, I know you've said you've read like the first few volumes, but everything that's happening now is just so far removed from the very first volumes. Like there are like maybe some, some familiar characters, and that's it. There's just no way you would be able to follow what's going on. Yeah, yeah, but you know, here's my thing with One Piece. That's one where I will drift in and out, mm-hmm. and I find myself. You know, it usually takes a few chapters. Yep. But, I, but I find myself slipping back in and I may not know everyone and I may be wondering where uh, certain other characters are. But, you know, two, three, four chapters in, I'm I'm right back with whatever is currently going on, you know? Right. Um, I, I just started reading uh, again at the start of this... Uh, arc. Of this, yeah, this like island giant arc. And, mm-hmm. um, and I found it really easy to slip right in and say like, okay... Uh, for the first issue of this, we, we didn't see like any of the principal characters. It's almost like a side. Um, it's, it was, it was almost like a fairy tale or a fable to start with. Yeah. And and then like, as it unfolded, then it started to make more sense in the greater one piece world, you know, but, um, but I found it, I found it really easy to slip, slip right back in. And I kind of feel like, I think that's kind of the magic of one piece Oh yeah. If if you don't, if you're okay with being in the weeds on a few things here and there, 
it's something you yeah. you can return to every once in a while and just enjoy individual stories for what they are, you know. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think you're right about that with One Piece. I mean, definitely like I think I think you have to have a sort of a baseline knowledge of the main characters, I would say, but yeah, I think I wouldn't suggest just starting at any random arc, but yeah, I think you can get invested enough in what's going on. Um, even if you kind of just start in a place, I guess it's not like an optimal starting, starting point, but there's just something about the way it's done that, yeah, I think, I think they do a pretty good job of like characterizing people and I guess repeating enough of the important yeah. <laughs> plot points. For like, sure. What was interesting was that I definitely understood like what was happening on each page. Yeah. I just had no idea how those pages worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had no idea overall how all that stuff connected. Right. Yeah. I find uh one piece I just another thing, I mean, that, that drew me to it initially was the art style. It doesn't it really looks completely different than pretty much everything else in jump. Um it's really distinctive and fun. Um and like generally the action is pretty easy to follow i think though maybe i'm just used to oda style i think he does get a bit busy um he certainly does but i yeah um but i i don't i rarely have i ever looked at a page and just kind of been like i no idea <laughs> cuz sometimes i have to be honest that happens to me with my hero academia quite often as much as i like that comic i i don't know if it's just me i I haven't really heard this complaint, but I sometimes can't tell what's going on with the action in that series. But uh, Vince, I don't know. You said you weren't really caught up with it, so. But I don't know if you can speak to that at all, or. Yeah. No. I'm. Um, yeah. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the weeds. I'm in the weeds on that one. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, one piece. One piece is going. It's um, some some big plot points have been dropped, but um, at this point, I think I, I think I want to reserve a longer discussion for it till maybe next month because I think at that point we'll have a little bit more information and just more of like uh more stuff to bite into basically. Um, but let's see. Oh, how about uh, Robot X Laser Beam? Or just, I think it's just Robot Laser Beam. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's a, well, go, go ahead, Emily. You, no, you it's, I mean, it's still going. I mean, I don't, it's, it's kind of, I guess, entering its first, like, quote unquote tournament arc, I guess, or like its first kind of big deal competition. Um, it's fine, I think. I think it's, above average, I guess, for a sports manga. I'm not super crazy about it, but I, I do like it. Um, it's kind of... I, I was I was mentioning this on some of the other podcasts. Um, it's kind of subdued, I think, compared to... Weirdly subdued, I guess, compared to some other sports manga I've read. Like um, the, That's golf, it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the main character is, like, quote-unquote special ability is I guess a little bit more grounded than like a lot of these other sports manga main characters. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
it's like I said, it's it's just kind of above average to me. Um, and it's fine to read, but I'm I'm not usually like super excited to read it every month. <laughs> yeah, I, I I um I I agree with everything you're saying. It's it's subdued, but I kind of appreciate it for that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the detail. Like something I noted in my review of um uh uh Shudan was that the sports action in that book was very generic. There are a lot of blurred backgrounds to like represent action and speed with without a lot of detail to actually where everyone was and the sort of direction things were taking place in. Yeah. But when it comes to the golf in this manga, I find that it's it's pretty detailed and it does a pretty good job of replicating, you know, what's yeah. ultimate, what's ultimately a pretty boring visual sport. Like I right. get, I get that, but like I, I look at it and I think this is familiar to me and this is what golf looks like. And they do a good job of depicting that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. The uh, the installment that I read had very little golf in it. Um, it, <laughs> was all, it, it was all about running. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I have to say, I felt like from you know reading very, very little, I understood who the characters were, understood their motivations. Mm-hmm. Everything was very clear and enjoyable and it seemed like there was actual depth to these characters whereas in so many uh i feel like in so many other stories of a similar ilk there would have been far more lazy characterizations that would happen i i I really enjoyed the bit of this i read and this is another one i would like and this is only something like what 10 chapters in something like that yeah Uh, about Twelve or yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So about that. I feel like this is something I should go back and uh, catch up on because I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd like it if you like that chapter. I mean, that basically was just him. You know, you probably gathered this just like part of his training to become a yeah good golfer on his on his high school team. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, and and Vince, I agree. It, it is kind of it's weirdly, I guess, refreshing in a way that it's kind of. I mean, I guess just the nature of golf keeps it kind of low-key and uh-huh. <clears throat> kind of more reserved than a lot of these other series, but that's kind of welcome sometimes. Yeah, I, when you consider, like, most of the rest of the stories in Shonen Jump, while, while they're very entertaining, they're so, like, action-packed and over-the-top, and people are screaming constantly, and things are, like, you know, <laughs> there's, like, yeah. fights going on. <laughs> you know, it's nice to have a manga where it's just... A dude swinging a club every once in a while. And... Yeah, and I like that they give a reason as to why he's... Like, the reason they give as to why he's so good at his one swing that's, like, super straight... Yeah. I felt was, was kind of cool because usually they don't really give a concrete reason as to why the main character is so good or has this, or, you know, why their ability is so honed or whatever. But But this one, I was like, oh... Okay, I haven't really seen that before. That's that's believable. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how about Doctor Stone? Did was there? A, yeah, there was. There has been a chapter every every week, right? So there would have been one that yeah. week too. I, I read it. I read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd you feel about that one? Uh, I actually really enjoyed that one. <laughs> 
Uh, it had that fun moment. So, I, you know, again, like I'm getting all of my information from the little recap page, but yeah. I like how this one sort of showed three different potential ways that everybody was was frozen in stone. Like, there's the alien theory, and there's yeah. the virus theory. I, I like the way that was that was done. Um, you know, again, it's a little bit hard to just jump into the middle of this, but I felt yeah. like it was it was very fun visually. I thought yeah. it was maybe my favorite artistic expression yeah. of the uh of the week and mm -hmm. uh yeah i thought it was fun vince are you currently reading that i am yes and i i like i like dr stone a lot although i was kind of blown away by the first couple chapters and now i'm a little bit i'm cooling on it a little yeah it's, it's kind of to, i don't know it's gone it's gone in some directions it's gone too fast i think for me hmm. um I don't know yeah. if that's is is that kind of is that the opposite of what you have experienced or um I like it too um but there, I feel like there's something about it that's I don't really know what it is I think um it's it's kind of weird like tonally sometimes I think um, yeah <laughs> I don't really know where it's going I mean it is it is interesting in a way I I, I am kind of I guess I kind of roll my eyes a little bit about at the like genius high schooler though. I guess maybe at this point with all the manga I've read, I shouldn't be doing that. But like at the same time, it does kind of feel like this is just a manga about scientific stuff that the author thinks is cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's right. And this is just how he's going to incorporate it. And like, you know, the story is fun enough, but like I can, I can see that like being the reason enough that I think it kind of bothers me, I guess. Like it, I guess, I guess I have a hard time like squaring that with the plot. Like I, I want to be a little bit more invested in like why this happened, which, which is interesting. Why this whole petrification thing happened like thousands of years ago. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess, I guess just a bunch of little things. I, there hasn't really been anything yet. That's been like offense, like offensively bad to me. Or has made me want to stop reading it or anything. Um, and also the art is really, like, clean and, uh, I don't well, I don't know if clean's a word, but it's, like, very just, it's nice to look at. <laughs> it's handsome, yeah. Um, it's, it's very handsome art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, um, I really, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, no, uh, I, I just wanted to say, like, I, one of the things about Dr. Stone that charms me is, um, a lot of times in, in like fighting shonen manga, there's a lot of this like over the top bombast, like yeah. Well, like one one punch man, everybody has to announce their big elaborate, <laughs> elaborately named move, you know, before they do it. And yeah. I I love I love that Doctor Stone has that same type of bombast, except it's about science. So like at at one point, one of the characters is say, saying the core principles of science are rock solid. And yeah. he's carving people's <laughs> MC squared into his like shirt or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. I laughed at that too. Me too. That was great. I, I laughed and kind of rolled my eyes, but it was like a good, I don't know. It felt, it was very it, silly, but it's a good, yeah. It's that like intentional silliness. It's, it's over the top on purpose. It's like, um, it's like, uh, Mr. Satan from, Dragon Ball, like flexing his muscles and 
and being over the top, only it's science. <laughs> it's yeah. something very nerdy. They're going to use it to stop random kid from their school who for some reason is like a murderous psychopath. <laughs> right. I don't know where that came from. That was funny to me when it was first revealed that like this guy that they knew in high school, I guess, was like super powerful and basically like a samurai looking guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is a weird, it is a weird series, but I, but I enjoy it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really stood out to me when I read. Um, One Punch Man was weird because the main character is in a wig the whole time. <laughs> like, he's in, dis- yeah. he's in disguise. And uh, he basically <laughs> was like, if I beat this guy, will you go out with me to some girl? And she's like, yes, I will. And uh, so that, that oh, was wait, a I, odd. I think you're... I don't think that was actually the main character. Let me see. But, yeah, like... <laughs> It's weird because um, in this tournament arc, like the main character Saitama was wearing a wig, but was that a different character? I think the, was this guy with like long hair tied back. Is that who you were? Ta- well, I don't know if you can remember, but because um, Saitama actually wasn't in the last chapter, from what I remember. Oh, the movie. Okay, it's, my bad. Yeah, no, it's. I it's just fine. presumed I that's who it was. Oh no, no, it's cool. Yeah, no, actually, um. It's weird, like all the all the issues you read this month. It seemed like they were like not typical, <laughs> like you know, like the the um, robotics laser beam had nothing to do with golf or had little to do yeah. with golf. And we never learned was not really was not disgusting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, that's probably yeah. That's the blessing, I guess. <laughs> didn't Saitama's wig fall off? Like. A month or two ago and that, that like that like ended the tournament because he like disqualified him or something yeah he was fighting the guy yeah he was he was impersonating someone to get into the tournament because i i can't remember exactly why i want to say it was because his ranking was too low or something um but yeah this one was just basically continuing on this whole like monster creation storyline that these villains were Again, like I understood what was happening, like in general, but I I haven't read One Punch Man since Volume Two, so you know a lot of it was a little bit fuzzy, especially because, like I said, apparently I didn't re- I didn't realize that uh, the main character wasn't even in this installment. So, what the hell do I know? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's it's fine. Yeah, because I mean he was fighting this one guy, but like because sometimes they focus on different characters. They, they they focus on someone other than Saitama, so it's it's completely well that you might have gotten a little confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all... Shonen Jump, at least I don't know. I I guess just ah, we're losing Emily here a little bit. Here. I think. Oh, sorry, you broke up. Just say that last oh. part again. Oh no, I was just saying that um I just think it's one of the more visually impressive um manga in Shonen Jump. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I mean this this last issue didn't really show off all all the things he can do like when there are really big like two-page spreads with like a city and like a huge monster, it's super super impressive. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Um and unfortunately like in the digital format the the page break kind of gets in the way. 
Um, but it's still it's still really, really nice to look at. So yeah, I think I think we covered all the the big stuff for, for last month, unless you guys have something else you wanna you wanna mention or comment um, on? I, I really enjoyed the uh, the Promised Neverland that I read. Oh yeah. Which was um it was again it it was very clear from the recap page and all that just what was happening, and so I didn't feel lost, which was very good. Mm-hmm. And I, it was the kids being chased through the woods by that giant demon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if either of you are current on that series, but I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I think I want to go back and check out more of uh, the Promise Yeah, too. yeah, I'm current on it, and um, I think you would enjoy it because it's it's very different from pretty much everything else in. Uh, this in, in the anthology because or, or you know in Shonen Jump because it's not really like a fighting manga it's more just kind of like a adventure story like a just almost like a dystopian YA novel honestly um though it's better than probably the last I, I don't know I haven't read one in a while but but I I, I enjoy this so um yeah, it's it's good stuff, and like now the 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 plot is finally really picking up. So now that it's at a point though where it's like getting more exciting, I think I think you would enjoy going back and like checking in on like you know how things were developing up till this point because it is it is an interesting story. Awesome. Um, some pretty good world building. Yep. So how about you, Vince? Do you have any other final comments or um... anything to share? About about weekly shonen jump in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just anything uh, we didn't bring up. Um, or... no, I don't think so. I think we covered we, we covered everything that I regularly read. Um, I really want to get caught up on Promised Neverland. Um, yeah. Uh, for sure, because I've only I've, I've I've dipped in here and there, but I it's just one of those things that I feel that I need to go back from the start and read. Um, right. And yeah, other other than that, let's see. I guess <laughs> at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of the month there was um, Boruto, Blue Exorcist, and Seraph of the End. But I'm not really I'm not really big on any of those three. So me neither. Yeah. So I was I, never I'm really. Totally... In... Oh, go yeah. ahead. No, I so said I was I was never really invested in Naruto, so I didn't read Boruto. Um, yeah, right. and I didn't, I don't care for Seraph at the end or Blue Exorcist really. So yeah, I'm totally with you there. Yeah. But you know, yeah. one, one thing about, one thing about Shonen Jump is that, so every week you get something like, oh, something like eight to 10 different comics. Mm-hmm. And even if you only like reading like half of them. It's right. such a deal. It's such it's oh, such yeah. a good deal. Yeah, um, twenty five dollars like, a year. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, you you really can't beat 54 that. Fifty four yeah, cents like, an issue. They say all the time. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. They they're not shy about that because it's such a great deal. Um, yeah, and even though there are some series that I just find gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really any other way to put it. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of great stuff in there that I really really enjoy that that i think more than make up for it so yeah Yeah. so yep i think that about does it for this month's uh shonen jump 
recap. Um, and I guess just for the, the manga club in general. So thank you so much, Brian and Vince, for coming on and sharing your American comics expertise. I'm <laughs> talking about the bad manga. <laughs> Our well, pleasure. Thanks, thanks for having us. I hope we didn't ruin your show. Oh, no. No, absolutely <laughs> not. our lack of class. No, absolutely not. I think I think you guys spice things up pretty pretty well. <laughs> um, and if anybody out there wants to listen to our show, if you're a Monka Club listener but not a DC Three Cast listener, uh, every Wednesday morning at nine AM at Post to Multiversity, you can find it on iTunes and just search for the DC Three Cast and there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, and I believe next month Zach will be back and I think we're gonna be looking at the first few I don't actually know how many. I want to say maybe the first two volumes of A Silent Voice, um, which is a manga that's been getting a lot of good press lately. It's been it was recently released as a as a movie, as an anime movie. So I'm excited to jump into that. And of course, we'll also be looking at the July um, Shonen Jump issue. So yeah, we'll see you guys next month.